5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben D. Baby Barham filling in for the P-Man, who will be back next week. Right across from me, Philip, the ref, Bilkington. How you doing, my friend? Pretty good. I like that intro. How are yeah. you, Ben? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I, I don't know what impression that was supposed to be. I was just kind of doing a funny voice. Maybe that sounds like somebody. Yeah, that and It might dramatic. just be exclusive to you. I don't know. Yeah. Notice <laughs> I didn't introduce you, you jerk oh yeah you didn't i didn't even notice that wow yeah, that's dj c squared he's on the ones and twos he's what's the, going on he's a notorious bad guy in wrestling he steals pins complete jerk um he ripped up my he sign. rips up signs yeah, yeah I, he I, threw I, it and hit me in the eye i made see a, i actually didn't know that i apologize <laughs> it's all good. it wasn't bad i made a nice sign that i thought he would appreciate in support of him and he looks me right in the face and takes it from me embarrasses me in front of 40 people and then flexed probably right yeah or something like that. yeah <laughs> then he comes back and one of my good friends, Philip Pilkington, takes the remains and rips it up some more, just has to further, you know, rub salt in the wounds and throws it in my friend's eye, who the medical bills for that still haven't been paid for. That, so was, a, that, that was a total accident. I'm, I'm so sorry and about that. And then he that. takes well, my hat enough. and throws it into the that, crowd. I forgot that, about that. That, that, that was a nice touch. That was hilarious. That, that was a nice funny. touch. That was funny. He had to go and, like, duck down and grab it in front of everybody. That was funny. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the Patrick Johnson Show. Let's get a little bit on track here. A lot of ECU news today. Almost too much ECU news, but really, could there ever be too much ECU news? Let's get right into it. The most important news, well, I shouldn't say most important, but it's the most headline-worthy news pertaining to ECU of the day. Cliff Godwin, everybody's favorite ECU baseball coach, earns a contract extension through 2029. Um, It means that he secures the position through June 30th of that year, and the new agreement includes coaching staff performance incentives. So maybe that's a little bit better when it comes to assistant coaches getting paid a little bit better when it comes to those incentives. I know people asked on Facebook, what does this mean when it comes to pay, when it comes to the assistants? You know, it's important to keep those guys around and keep them happy. Well, there's no official release of what the release of what the money's looking like and if the pay if they get a pay increase in general just based on their salary. But we do know they get important performance incentives. Look, I hate to break it to you folks, when it comes to assistant coaches in baseball, that's a whole lot more than what other schools that are bigger than us are doing. I mean, you can agree with that, Philip. I mean, that's just fact. Well, you don't think that other schools are having incentives for their assistant coaches? I, 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 there is. There is oh. some that don't have, I, I'd say, I, they're bringing it, they're, they're, they're chalking it up like this is better than what they had. Oh, so, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of schools better than us that have baseline incentives. Oh, you're saying a lot of schools do have better, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of schools don't even pay their assistants. So, I mean, yeah. Not to say that's okay. I'm not not advocating for that to be okay. I'm just saying, you know, they're doing what they can, folks. Come on. I mean, that's that's better than most places. So, just pump the brakes. And we still don't know the ins and outs of the financial details, but um, we'll keep you updated when we do find that out. I know people are asking about that on the Facebook. 
Um, let's see what was said. Godwin said it's an honor and a privilege to be the head baseball coach at ECU. There are very few people who have the opportunity to lead their alma mater, and I hold that responsibility in the highest regard. During his eight years at the helm, four-time AAC Coach of the Year, guided them to six NCAA regional berths, including this year, four Super Regional appearances, three American regular season titles, three AAC tournament crowns, and he posted a 304 to 151 record, and there's a tie thrown in there for some reason. So pretty damn good. Congrats to Coach Godwin. Well-deserved, I would say. It kind of – not that these talks were really ramping up, but it kind of dismisses the fact that anybody thinking he's looking to go elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good to have a guy, have some consistency in that program that's been winning, been our most successful program the last few years. You have the guy that made it all happen, locked in for another almost till 2030. That's great. Thoughts, Philip? <laughs> I thought this was going to be segment two. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah. When you're a program – like this, you're always worried that you know your head coach is going to leave. Um, I'm sure Gonzaga is always worried about it in basketball with Mark Few. And when a coach leaves, Mark Few got a DUI. Level, he ain't leaving. <laughs> when when a coach leaves at the collegiate level, there's always a couple years of growing pains, um, especially at a school. And not saying that UC baseball had not been good in the past. Yeah, they had been always middle of the pack. But yeah, some moderate success. Yeah, but it's not like. We're not going to be able to land the same recruits that Godwin is landing if Godwin leaves immediately. Yeah. Like Duke basketball was able to still land top two recruits under John Shire because Duke basketball is a predominant thing. Yeah, ECU baseball is not viewed nationally as like this. It's starting histori- to. But it's yeah, starting not, to. It's starting to. It wasn't always that way. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, and the point is, is I don't think the growing pains would be long because I'm sure they'd be able to bring in a very good guy. You know. a, a somebody who has already turned around a smaller program and, and yeah. done it. But um, just as an ECU fan, and especially if you're a student because you only get four years here, or you should be only getting four years here, um, finishing four kids, uh, <laughs> you really want to see the program succeed and you don't want to see those growing pains. And I think this is huge that he's locked down, he's going to stay. Um just because, you know, you, anytime you there's always uncertainty when a head coach leaves, especially at the collegiate level, and this is just big for Pirate Nation. Yeah. It's a big day. And obviously he's a great advocate for the community, great advocate for the team. Well, not advocate for the team, more so he's a great role model for the team as uh, that team has consistently been up there when it comes to GPA, I think, this past yeah. year. He's averaged like a 3.4 GPA yeah, since that, he's been here. That's great, yeah. I mean, that's that's perfect. A lot of guys need that. It's better than my GPA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine's like in the twos, I think. I'm awful student. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great to hear, and especially when you look at this team this past year. Very young, a team that people counted out very early on and saying this is a rebuilding year. Next thing you know, we start to see all the young talent we have, all these freshmen and sophomores who really turned it on late in the season, in the middle part of the season. And we have probably the best run ECU baseball has ever had in its program history. I think we can agree with that. The fact you got to host the Super Regional I mean, we've done that back in 2001. It wasn't even in Greenville. It was in Wilson, I believe. So, I mean, that's automatically, by Kinston. default, the best run they've ever had. Kinston? Yeah, was it in Kinston? Okay, yeah. I apologize. Kinston, Kinston. But nonetheless, it wasn't in Greenville. It wasn't even in your home stadium. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's something to be celebrating. The fact we can keep him around and coach up those guys, perfect situation. Yeah, he, what he did this year 
with them being counted out, with the fact that he never truly had a starting rotation. Um, Even until he this to, Super Regional. Yeah, he almost had to coach this team like he was coaching like an all-star Little League team because yep. he had two of his pitchers were also position players. Not that you don't have that at college every now and again, yep. like, you know, Burley pitched. Or but, a two-way U. Yeah, um, and – not a, like I said, not a true rotation. It was just totally different, and the fact that he was able to do that and adapt the way he did is just tremendous. And uh, I think it'll make him a better manager moving forward. Not that he wasn't already a great manager, but this will. The trials and tribulations of this season are unlike any other, and I think what he learned from this year is is really going to help him and help this program moving forward. And then also he's learning a lot right now being over with the collegiate national team and yep. kind of going back to you know other schools potentially wanting to swipe him up. I'm sure it's happening. He's got to be being contacted because there are schools seeing that he is coaching for Team USA. Yeah, you know, and when you put on that red, those red, white, and blue colors, you automatically, your stock shoots to the top. Yeah, and he's done it twice. And uh, you just look at the uh, type of school that ECU is and the type of success they've had um, that could rival some pretty big schools in baseball. Um, what he's built down here is huge and uh, doesn't go unnoticed. I mean, he's one of the most well-respected coaches in the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this gives them plenty of time to maybe get something going and uh, maybe we can find ourselves in Omaha by that point. So, Good news, great to hear. I see Charles Kreitz, who's like one of my favorite Facebook commentators or commenters on our 94 Through the Game Facebook page. Go check it out. He always posts, whenever he posts something, something negative. He's a negative Nancy to a point where it's almost parody. Like, it's just so funny. He puts, I hope he stays the whole time here. He's not going to stay. It's like, yeah, that's what I expect out of Charles. Shout out to Charles, who always makes me laugh with his comments. He's not going to stay the whole time. Yeah, thanks, Charles. Thanks for that input, buddy. Well, even if he doesn't, um, it's important to see what the university thinks about him. Yep. And when I say that, I mean the high-ups. Yep. And it's important that what he thinks this university to sign the extension. So is he here through 2029? Maybe, maybe not. But I think he's at least here for the next couple of years. Yep. Um now you probably, hopefully, with these incentives, have the less chance of losing assistance, and we got some pretty darn good assistance. Yep. Um, and it's amazing also what he's done with the lack of athletic budget we have compared to Absolutely. the schools that we're trying to beat to go to Omaha. SEC-level schools, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. like, you know, yeah, it was unfortunate we lost to Texas this year. Texas, by student body, is the largest Division One school in the country well it's the most successful college baseball program of Ever. all time so yeah. but the point in that is um they have a lot of donors because yep. look at their student body yeah uh their revenue sports basketball and football have a much bigger tv contract therefore there's a lot more movie money coming in and when you have athletic departments um they're not full-on, like, socialist where every school sport gets the same amount. I don't mean that in, like, a political yeah, way. I'm, just, I'm uh, saying, yeah, like, yeah. it's not where every team gets the same amount of money, but when you're in a bigger conference and your football and basketball TV deals are bringing in a lot of money, yeah. that means more for trickles your non-revenue yeah. sport. It trickles, trickles down. down. Yeah. And, you know, the American, you know, not to bag on the conference, but, you know, I mean, how many games this year were on freaking ESPN Plus? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're getting paid a decent amount of money, but it's nothing spectacular. So what he's been able to do with – and what this program as a whole has been able to do with the budget – and I'm not saying we have a bad budget, but, you know, compared to the teams that we're compared with, 
have bigger budgets than we do. And yeah. the teams with the same budgets that we do aren't even the same conversation as us on the baseball diamond. Absolutely. And um, just going back to the whole Texas point you brought up there, when you look at that Texas team in general, that was a team where a lot of their key guys were hurt all year. And I have no doubt in my mind, if that team was healthy, they would have been a top five team all year, if not number one. I mean, they had the talent. Look no further than the uh, Hispanic Titanic. That was my guy right there. Forgot his name because he's irrelevant now. Ivan, Ivan Melendez. There you right? go. Yeah. Ivan Melendez. Hey, hey, Chris remembers. Yeah, yeah. Ivan Melendez. I never want to hear that name again. He was your guy. Now you never want to hear him again. Yeah. A I little bipolar, Ben. No, I, he was my guy because of his name. Oh, because of his nickname. Not his real name. Yeah. No, his you don't real care. Name, his real name stinks. Wow, it's yeah. kind of this guy's name. Yeah, his name's stupid. But anyways, I don't know, Ivan. He does sound like like you know a Russian boxer. Yeah, or something. I mean, yeah, that, that's a team that uh, very easily could have made a lot of noise during the regular season if it wasn't for injuries. And I'm not making excuses for ECU. I'm not patting them on the back. Obviously, the expe- expectations are higher as opposed to pirate basketball or even pirate football at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean that team was legit. Not every day you get to see a team of that caliber come to Greenville. And I think it's only a matter of time before uh, the field gets a little bit better for us and we end up in Omaha. There's no doubt in my mind, and I know Godwin's on a mission to do that. Coming up coming up on the quick – oh, my gosh. Excuse me. You'll get it. You'll I got, get it. I got hit with the Hispanic Titanic there. Excuse me. Coming up on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show, some breaking news from ECU basketball, some schedules released by the conference. Well, not a schedule release, but – at least our opponents have been released. Home and home series, whatnot. Plus a couple assistants have notched on. And maybe a look at what Harold Varner III is doing at the Open Championship and the Open Championship as a whole. More on that the other side of this week. Tom out here on the Pat Johnson Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Looking to get engaged? Now is the time during Bailey's Fine Jewelry's spectacular engagement ring blowout. This once-a-year event is happening July 16th through 23rd at all Bailey's locations. An expansive selection of engagement rings, loose diamonds, mountings and wedding bands up to 60% off in Raleigh, Rocky Mount and Greenville. Engagement rings near cost, at cost, even below cost. Bailey's engagement ring blowout July 16th through 23rd. Visit babybox.com. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Being present and in the moment for family activities wasn't possible because Will Burt was so focused on the constant pain in his leg. My wife likes to take walks. I always kind of dreaded going on walks because they hurt. The boys both play baseball. I coach their teams. I was going to do them and be in pain and be uncomfortable and kind of sacrifice my own health. An old Achilles injury left Will coping with agonizing pain until he discovered the natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. No surgery or steroids. The procedure took place in the office and Will walked right out. I feel great. There's no pain. There's no tenderness. Patients like Will are feeling amazing and living their best lives. Ironically, just got off the golf course today, so 
I think that's a good telltale sign that the Achilles is feeling better. Don't be in pain another day. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies, and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in Eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in Eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, 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 back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Keeping it old school here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Chris, you love the old school music. You love the, oh, the hair metal or the, the 70s man. or the 80s. Those Guitar Hero soundtracks, undefeated, right? Absolutely, dude. I agree. I played a Guitar Hero arcade recently. So much fun. Oh, oh it was like at an arcade? Yeah, it was at an arcade. Oh, okay. But how different is that than like the traditional? Well, first of all, automatically all the eyes are on you because the speakers are blaring. Oh, okay. And I'm missing like almost every note, so that doesn't make it any better. So it's just very bad, like botched music playing over the speakers at the arcade and everybody hates you and you have to do the walk of shame afterwards that's rough guitar hero uh, arcade kiosks good idea in theory not a good idea in actuality anyways well they probably invented them back when people actually played guitar this thing we're all so out of practice man i don't even want to know if i I probably can pass we gotta start a guitar hero band all right i call i call what all right who wants what What i'll be the bassist Uh, there's something about uh being a bassist bassist is cool cool, bass is cool all right philip what are you picking Oh, uh, well, I never had Rock Band or any of the games once they got other instruments in them. Yeah. I only had the Guitar Hero with the guitar, so. Damn it, Philip stealing my shine here. <laughs> All right, I'll do drums and sing. Ooh. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, singer? Ben I didn't know singing. You were a singer. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Dude, we could do a karaoke Thursday it's right now. It's better than CJ the Pirate singing, but, you know. Yeah, we could do a karaoke Thursday right now if we wanted to, but we got to get into this ECU basketball news. The AAC announces their 2022 through 2023 men's basketball opponent assignments. Um, here's the breakdown here. The Pirates will play home and ho- home and road series against UCF, Cincinnati, South Florida, SMU, Temple, Tulane, Tulsa, and Wichita State. East Carolina's ninth home conference game will be against Houston, so Houston will be going to town, and we know what happened last time Houston was in town. I was one of, like, ten people that were there. Don't let anybody tell you that they were there because I know who was there. I was taking names. I know who was there. Oh, it was COVID. Nobody could be there. Was it you and – It was – but there were some media members claiming yeah. they were there, and they weren't there. I know. Uh, I know the faces. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get A bunch of liars anymore. out there. Anyways, 
while its lone contest against Memphis will occur on the road. Some tough opponents to play uh, once in the season. I think a, if you're picking a season or opponent to play once in a basketball season, those would be the ones. We had people asking, why does it seem like we always get Houston and Memphis um, every once in a while or every other year as like a lo- in a lone contest during the season? And the answer to that is I really have no idea, Philip. But I know Houston has been consistently through the past few seasons been like a lone like one-time deal. So, yeah, so last year only played them once, 2021-2020. We all played them just once. So 2018-19 season was the last time we played Houston twice. Yeah. Um, played Memphis twice this year, played them twice the year before, but I want to say maybe it was the year before that, only had to play them once. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that – because we don't have divisions. Yeah. There's only 11 teams. Now, of course, there used to be divisions before UConn left, but I don't know exactly how they're doing this and how they're determining – the two teams in which well, you don't, I don't play think twice. It's never been clear cut explained what, how they determine these lone opponents here. I mean, we did our research and like there's nothing on it. Yeah, I don't know. I remember, so I don't know if they did it this way with the American with 12 teams. They used to do it with the ACC back in the 12 team days. You played everybody in your divisions. They just did the divisions the way they did football. Yep. Um, even though it didn't matter for standings, it just matter, it mattered for scheduling. Play everybody in your division twice. Yep. So that was 10 games because you played the other five teams. And then out of the other division, you played all six teams once, and then it rotated where you played two teams in the other division twice. So there were always four teams you only played once, and then that, you know, the two teams that you did play twice just rotated. So every four years or every three years. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So, but now that we're at 11, I don't know how they determine it. I really don't, but it's crazy. And obviously, as an ECU fan, because Memphis has been so darn good, you're not complaining this is the fourth consecutive year you've only had to play them once. Yep. Um, especially it's a team we're all-time 6-19 and 19 against. Yeah, same um, with Houston. Yeah, same. Or sorry, I meant yeah, Houston. Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston were 6-19 and 19 against. And yeah, that's what I'm saying, because we're only playing them four times. Or this, Sorry, this is four straight years now we're only playing them once. So I don't know how they do this, but I can tell you, if I'm one of these other teams, I'm ticked off if Absolutely, somebody yeah. I'm fighting for in the league standings every year – has only played the pretty much the team that's been the best in the conference once for the last four years, and I'm somebody who's had to play them twice every year. Yeah, you know, I'm sure Tulsa or somebody bad out west has had to play them twice every year. Yeah, and you know, other teams like they can't really make the case of the argument that there's favoritism towards ECU because, like, come on, there's not. There's no favoritism towards ECU, and uh, just being honest, looking at the conference, there's bigger schools that you could show favoritism to that would probably be a little bit more profitable, and there would be more to gain from that. And I'm an ECU diehard, trust me. But, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter there when it comes down to money and just breaking down the sense here. There's no favoritism towards ECU. I just – I'm really interested to see or know what is the reasoning or how do they decide these loan contests against these teams in a particular season and why we're getting the same ones over and over again. I think there was a year in there we got, like, Tulsa once or SMU once, but we still had on the other opposite end of the spectrum, Houston or Memphis. Yeah. So it must be something to do with the way the divisions used to be. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how they're determining the football opponents. They're yep. kind of just plugging in an extra game if you were supposed to play UConn. Yep. Some might have a little bit to do with it, but it's like when's the last time we only played SMU once? I think it was like – I want to say it was like the 2018-19. I guess I can actually look it up right here. Yep. Um, 
So you would think it would kind of rotate amongst the teams out west, you know, with us being an eastern team in the conference. Um, i got to find SMU. That's a problem. I, I clicked on all of our all-time opponents, and it's scrolling down. i gotta, I got to use control. There you go. i got to use the, the Time magazine. for a new computer, Philip. Yeah, it is definitely time for a new What's computer. What's that computer, 10 years old? Six. Still got your high school logo on it. I know. It's a oh, U- that's an old computer. It's, wow. It's got a U.S. Yeah, Philip's old. old it is not a dude. USF logo. It's got an H. It's There's a USF a, logo, but no, it's, it's been not. converted to an H. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's different. That's yeah. the most that high school like thing I've ever heard. Like they just take a logo and uh, spin well, it we like used that. To, so it was weird. We used to have USF's logo, but it was navy blue. And if you, it's a weird rule that USF has. You can use their logo if you use their colors. Yeah. But not if you don't use it. You think it'd be the opposite way yeah. around. Yeah. And um, we. Um, yeah, I don't know, and so we had to change it to the H. Anyways, I was wrong about the SMU thing. Uh, only played them once this year, last year, and the year before that. So three consecutive years, only playing SMU once. So it yeah. must have something to do with the divisions. Yeah, I, um, the way they used to be, both in Texas. Yeah, I but with the East and the West, but still, I, yeah. If I'm now, there's no divisions. If I'm one, you know, if I'm Tulsa. I'm ticked that I'm playing Houston twice every year. SMU, who's made some tournaments in there twice every year. Well, it makes sense regionally. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a regional deal, but uh, it wouldn't make sense for us to play Tulsa every year twice. Yeah. If it's a regional deal or Wichita State. Yeah, Um, let me find when's the last time we played Tulsa. Tulsa once. once. As you're doing that, uh, Philip, let's get into some more ECU basketball news. Let me know when you have that for me. Okay, got it. So, uh, Okay, you know, it's clearly just the West teams. We haven't played Tulsa twice in a while. Okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. That's what it is. Uh, It's got to be a regional thing. Either way, it would be nice to have a clear-cut explanation either way. But looking at uh, our guy, Schwartz here, rounded out his coaching staff with four hires late yesterday. Nick Matson, Josh Giardina, Keith Poe, and Matthew Winsberg. I wish you would hire some people who have easier names to pronounce here. But Matson and Giardina will or Dina will serve as the director of player personnel and director of player development, while uh, Poe and Winsberg have been tabbed as strength and conditioning coaches and assistant to the head coach. Uh, some of these guys' resumes, so Matson, who's going to be the director of player personnel and development, he helped in rebuilding the UTEP program. And uh, just kind of the highlight of his tenure during, with UTEP. During the 2019 through 2020 campaign, the Miners won 17 games, nine more than the previous season. And that's the largest win improvement of any team in the Conference USA in its history, almost doubling their win total. So quick, definitely a great sign. Yeah, quick, inter- quick interruption because my junky old computer crapped out. We did play them twice this past year, Tulsa. Yeah, and, I knew uh, that for a fact. Only once in 2021, played them twice in 2022, twice in 2000, or sorry, in 20. Twice in 19. So, really, 2021 was the only time we played them only once. Yeah. So, they're a crap team, and we're playing them twice every year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, 2021 was the only year we only played them once, like dating way back yeah, which to is, 2014. Which is kind so, of odd. Hey, but I'll take it. I'll take playing them twice instead of Houston twice. Anyways, continue yeah. what you're saying. I'm yeah. sorry. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Nick Matson, guy with a lot of experience, uh, familiar with turning the program around. Um, definitely great to have him on the staff. Giordana, or Dina, uh, his most recent stop was with Rick Barnes at Tennessee, so obviously that makes a lot of sense. I don't think I need to go into detail about Tennessee and Schwartz ties there. He literally came from there as a top assistant. And then looking at these other little fellows here, uh, Poe comes from the University of Maryland. 
Um, he was the assistant director of basketball performance. Good on that. And then our guy, Keith, over here, or the still Poe. I'm still learning the names. And then Winsberg serves as the assistant coach at Lincoln Trail College. So do with that what you will. And then was the analytics coordinator at UT Arlington. So, yeah, good on him. Uh, definitely a, a promotion there Well, for old Winsberg. We had- we had one one of the original assistants that got named came from UT Arlington as well. So yeah. there's a connection. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Let me look up. Do we have the assistants? All the assistants pulled up? No, okay. we have these guys pulled up. I will, I'm gonna look it up and, and get back to you. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, good on that. Um, I like how he's getting people may be against this. Oh, he's just pulling nothing but Tennessee guys there or guys he's familiar with. Wouldn't you want that? And it's not like Tennessee's a bummy program. I'm tired of these Pirate fans acting like, all right, it sucks that Dooley's gone. I do I think Dooley necessarily deserved that necessarily deserved to be his last year? No. Clearly there was some improvement, and he was dealt a tough hand with the things he had to deal with this past year. But it's not every day you get a top Tennessee assistant to come to ECU, and he's he's definitely I, I like the the uh, recruits he's gotten so far, getting some top guys, better guys than what Dooley was ever to bring here. And that's not a knock against Dooley. I mean, if you just got the better um, coach with a better uh, uh, coming off a, a fresh uh, stint as a top assistant at Tennessee, obviously he's going to have better recruiting ties. And he's getting these 3 and D guys. I'm not opposed to that. It's a completely different brand of ECU basketball than what we're used to. And I like the fact he's bringing in guys he's somewhat familiar with to round out his staff. He can pick the ground up running and maybe get this program. Not necessarily to compete for American Conference title right off the uh, the gun, but at least we're going to be competitive in year one, and that's more than what most people can say in year one of their tenure as head coach. No, I agree. And it's, uh, the assistant head coach, Riley Davis, who spent go. the last four years at UT Arlington, so that's where that tie comes from. And um, I think the big thing right now um, is you want to show up every game and feel like you have a chance to win. Yep. And that's something that's been a very long time with the ECU um, basketball yep. that we've shown up every game and felt like we at least stood a chance. And I think with Mike Schwartz, that's how it's going to be. Like I said, we're not going to be competing for a conference title right off the bat. Yep. But as long as at least you don't go into some games dreading them going, oh, we got to play X, Houston. Y, or Z. Yeah, Houston, Memphis. Let's get our butts yeah. handed to us. Yeah. We're down. We scored 36 points yeah. in 40 minutes. It's a Vance yes, Jackson and Tristan Newton show. Yeah. Which RP to both those fellows. They're no longer with us. They're forever in our hearts. They are. But, uh, yeah, moving to the, some women's basketball news, the AAC also announced their assignments. Home and away series with UCF, Cincinnati, Memphis, Temple, Tulane, and Wichita State. Some one-offs, a home-only series with Houston and Tulsa, and an away-only series with South Florida and SMU. They also notched a new assistant coach, and this guy here, come on, computer. We're both having computer issues here. And Jeff Williams been named the assistant coach for ECU. He comes from Stony Brook University, where he had over 30 years of coaching experience. So definitely good to get an experienced guy within that program to maybe right the ship. That's going to do it for ECU basketball talk. I'm excited for you know you know ECU basketball is like my like most favorite time of the year when it comes to ECU sports. I love me some basketball. True North Carolinian right there. College yeah. basketball is yeah. your favorite time of year. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that can say that their uh, their college basketball team that they're a diehard for is ECU. Let's just be honest. There's people that love ECU who pull for UNC and Duke, which stop doing that. 
if you're one of those guys, you're scum. Please stop it. I'm with you 100% yeah, on that. I cannot yeah. stand that. Yeah. Think about how great it was when you were there at that Memphis game, and we beat Memphis not expecting to beat them. In the moment yeah, right. we rushed the court, the emotions were flying high, and then, you know, we know what happened after that. But nonetheless, that Memphis win was huge. Imagine if we consistently get those wins, how great that's going to be. Duke and UNC don't care about those kind of wins. We care about them. It means all the more to us. It matters to us. <laughs> ben, ben is Ben is hot. I right love now. ECU basketball. I'm sorry. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. Hey man, you, you, were, you were born and raised an ECU fan. It, it hurt me when Tristan Newton left. It hurt me when Jaden Gardner left. It hurt me when Dooley left. Vance Jackson maybe not so much. Vance Jackson's a good player, but whatever. We knew he was leaving. Got to try out the Bulls. He's getting his opportunity. Moving on. Coming up on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. What's going on with HV3? Is he doing all right? He's in a featured group. I'm hot right now. I'm heated. I love ECU basketball, and it's carrying over. HV3, what are you doing at the Open Championship? ECU alum. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm alone with Scotty Turner. And we got a star. And that's that all-new Nissan Pathfinder. It's amazing technology. Totally redesigned. Has a great V6 twin-turbo engine in it. Awesome ride, great feel. Comes in available in four-wheel drive as well. Has a panoramic sunroof in it. You have heated and cooled seats, memory seats. A great ride. Again, you can fit seven adults comfortably in this vehicle. It's a great option for a third-row SUV. As Matt's pointing out, the all-new 22 Nissan Pathfinder third-row seat SUV. Great for your family. Folks, this is a great time. If you're looking for a third-row seat SUV, we just got a truckload in this weekend. Seven to choose from. We even got that beautiful boulder gray. Uh, platinum edition. Yep. We just got that in. Folks, we believe in a transparent transaction with you. We give you the most money we ever, ever have for trade-ins right yep. now. So if you're looking to get rid of your vehicle, your SUV, for an updated model, this has all the technology that you need. Check us out at Greenville Nissan and GreenvilleNissan.com where we drive the service. Bill Clark Holmes is proud to support East Carolina athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Holmes is building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500,000. Their new 4,000 foot design center is now open and unlike anything you've seen before. The new Bill Clark Holmes design center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Holmes, building family traditions. At the Vidant Wellness Centers, happy starts with healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're indoor pools and personal training too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and don't forget to bring a friend. (laughs) Welcome to Us Cellular, where new and current customers choose any phone they want for free. Free? Even the one with 5G and lots of storage? Free. And the one with the latest everything? Free. 
At U.S. Cellular, any phone you see is free, whether you're a new or current customer. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. We all love using Uber Eats, DoorDash, and grocery pickup. It makes life so much easier. Well, now there's cellular delivery. And the team at Cellular Warehouse has perfected the process. They will deliver your new phone right to your door with all your information loaded on the new phone. And the best thing is there's no charge for this awesome service. That's right, no charge for their delivery. And you don't have to waste half a day sitting in the cellular store. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 and let his team of experts make your cellular delivery today. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. cellular authorized agent serving all of Eastern Carolina. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. I've cooled down a bit. Talking golf, we're playing a little candy. You know, this is a chilling, relaxing song here. Get me in the mood for golf, a leisurely game. How about the flute at the beginning? Oh yeah, I know. This is the most hippie song I've ever heard in my life. You know, let's just peace and love, brother. Peace and love. As we talk this great leisurely game, all about respect, the great game of golf, which Philip loves. We know how he feels about tennis, and not abide into the uh, unwritten rules of tennis. Oh, those were written rules. It is a written rule. You cannot wear any color but white at Wimbledon. Well, I think that's a dumb rule. Curios well, is my it's guy. It's an unwritten rule to. Curios was right. To I, take your hat off when you're shaking a woman's hand. I'm going to make sure it's Curios was never wrong. Curios was right. But yes, moving on to this go- golf open championship. Harold Vaughn of the third in a featured group with Jordan Spieth. And what's his nuts? Who's the other guy? John Rahm. John Rahm. Yeah, everyone loves John Rahm. John Rahm had that little thing where he skipped across the pond and scored. That was dope. That's what I know about John Rom. That's how you know. That's how much I know Must about be, golf. You're t- probably talking about the practice round. Probably, of the yeah, it was probably a year ago. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's get into HV three. I know you're on. Well, you're not on site, but you're our golf. Oh, coach. I wish. I wish I was you're, in Scotland right yeah, now. Yeah, you're in our. You're our golf correspondent here. What's going on with HV three? How's he hanging up there, brother? So, uh, Harold Varner teed off around ten o'clock this morning at the Open Championship. As you mentioned, he was in a featured group. Unfortunately. TV network did not do a very good job of showing him. Well, I'm glad you they brought would, this up. They yeah. would show the other two guys in his group and then go over to freaking Tiger, who shot six over. Tiger was terrible. But HV3 did shoot one over he's today. Tiger Woods, Philip. Yeah, man. I know. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's about to miss the cut. You got to show Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So right now, HV3 is tied for 77th at one over. He, uh, he did finish the day with a birdie on 18. What the hell, but, Harold? Um, yeah, just. Uh, he had four birdies on the day, five bogeys, so kind of a loud scorecard there. That means only nine pars. Um, you know, this is the first time he's played this course, and there are a lot of holes until you've played it. Yeah. You don't know it's there. Well, Will Zalatoris said he got prepared by playing Tiger Woods 05, and he shot a 48 up there. So, you know, yeah. he was he was well prepared apparently. Yeah, and look, it's – it's one thing to know the course and know where the blind spots yeah, yeah. are. I think it's another thing to actually play it and you know in, in tournament play. Well, I was Unfortunately, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
The one thing that kind of stinks about it, though, is I didn't get to see all of his shots because they did a horrible job covering him despite showing every shot it seemed like that John Rahm and Jordan Spieth took yeah. and him being in the same group. So, um, you know, I don't really know exactly what his problem was. Um, What's the one it's that, a, that... It's a course you've got to putt the ball well. Um, you're going to have a lot of three putts. The bigs are, the greens are very big. But uh, it's also one that if you put the ball in a fairway bunker, you're you're pretty much making bogey. So it's kind of a ball striker's course off the tee. Well, Harold Warner III has openly admitted that uh, he struggles with putting. It's definitely something he's got to improve on. Um, and, yeah, he's had issues at time. We saw it at Hilton Head where he was neck and neck up there um, making a run. I, I believe he was uh, top five or gunning for the top five up there with uh, Shane Lowry who he was paired with at Hilton Head. And uh, he had a problem just keeping it in the fairway. Always, he would have to make something out of nothing getting it out of the bunker. Yeah, that's every single time it it felt like. Yeah, and the way this course plays. So if you can place your drives well, and especially with how dry it is, yeah, the a lot of the players are saying this is the best they've ever seen the fairways roll. They were getting good bounces, um, yeah. adding a lot to their drives. You can be where you have, and it's a fairly short course. Uh, obviously, it was built in fifteen fifty two, so. People weren't as strong back then. The technology wasn't quite as good on the clubs. Yeah, Braveheart um, was getting ready for battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's one of those that you can really give yourself a lot of short approach shots. Yep. Therefore, you don't have to be as good with the putter. But if you miss on your tee shot yep. um, and or you miss your approach and you have a long approach shot, it's very easy to hit on one of these large greens and take a weird bounce, and then you're really having to do a lot of work with the flat stick. You're going to three-putt here. It's just part of it. But as well as three-putting, there's a lot of holes where you may you know, drive the green on a par four yep. and make up for it. So loud scorecards, a lot of birdies, a lot of bogeys, are going to be kind of the story of the week. Um, don't expect guys just to go out there and, oh, man, he shot two under and had three birdies and one bogey today. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen a whole heck of a lot. But, uh, yeah, he's going to kind of sharpen up. You can't have that many bogeys. Like I said, unfortunately, I didn't get to see enough of his shots because, you know, yeah. USA did a crappy job. Yeah, and you, you, no, one, no one's buying Peacock Premium. I'm sorry. If you buy Peacock Premium, I, I, I need to know what type of cat you are. What type uh, of I, I can already hear, tell you the answer. The only people who are buying that crap are, like, Premier League fans there because they're, yeah, that's the new streaming service to get what would be the equivalent to, like, Sunday ticket for So nobody football. has that over here. Nobody yeah, has Peacock probably, Premium. Probably Casey has it or some oh, crap. Yeah. You Casey know. Ranieri definitely. I don't even have the regular subscription, so. Oh, you yeah. should get it. All the wrestling's up there. It is, yeah. That breaks my heart. If you like the office. And by the way, you love the office. Yeah, I love the office. Yeah, and by the way, a regular subscription literally is just creating an email and a or putting your email and a password. Yeah, it's like, there's nothing, okay. yeah, the best it's not, there's nothing like out it. there when it comes to streaming services. But, yeah, moving on to uh, talking a little bit more about this Open Championship and Harold Varner III. You brought up something that's a pet peeve of mine when it comes to Harold Varner III, and it's not, it has nothing to do with his play. Harold Varner III would come off a good run, and we saw this out Hilton Head where he's like one, a birdie away from being like number one on the leaderboards. And it gets ready. Uh, Harold Varner III, big, uh, big hole here, or whatever you call him. You know, I'm still learning my golf lingo. It's something I'm still uh, learning about. There's a big shot coming up for Harold Varner III, Let's send it to commercial break and put them in the split block. Split box every time for Harold Vaughn III. I keep saying things like it seems like every time I feel in, I say they're ready to push HV3 to the moon. I see it on social media. He always has a promo package every golf event I'll watch. And then they do stuff like that where he's in the split box. Literally, it seems like every time I turn around, I'll watch HV3. So – I agree. The thing is, it's the PGA Tour that's pushing him. It's yeah. the network that's, that's putting true. him on. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's so 
they did it like so. I had not seen a shot of them all day. Now I'm not saying I watched every minute of the coverage because yeah. I went to the grocery store, went for a run, had different things going on. Yeah. But um, he's getting ready to finally show a shot. It's his tee shot on eight, the first part of three, and once again they, you know, so we're playing through, and they yeah. put him in the in the little uh, rub hub. So um, the thing that was annoying about today's coverage, though, in general, was you know I mentioned they showed it seemed like every shot that Spieth and Rom hit, and then they would go over to your other featured group, which was Tiger, Max Homa, and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Homa was being treated the same as Varner. Well, they weren't showing any of his shots. Well, heck. Scotty Scheffler, world's number one, and Dustin Johnson, very popular golfer and former world's number one, are on the course, and they're not even showing those guys <laughs> hit the ball. Yeah, I know. It's like we're showing four golfers. Like, I'm okay on Sunday when there's four guys in contention. You only see four golfers. Yeah. Dude, it's Thursday. Yeah. The world's number one is on the course. I mean, and it wasn't like he was playing bad. I mean, heck, what did, what did Scotty Scheffler shoot? He shot four under. Didn't show him much. Dustin Johnson, four under. Didn't show him much. I mean, these are not bad names. They're not playing bad. I mean, heck, we saw every freaking shot Tiger hit. Oh, he shot plus six. You know what? Here's a news flash for you, USA Network or NBC, whoever's producing this crap. Tiger fans don't want to watch their favorite guy shoot six under over. Yeah. Like, yeah, you show him at first, but oh, my God. Goodness, like didn't he shoot it into a creek that's not even as big as this table is? Yeah, it was, yeah. So it looked like a big gust of wind actually came up when he hit it. Um, <laughs> hey, you know I can't, I can't, you know, bug on him too bad. I, uh, I was afraid of that creek. I've never played that specific hole. I've never played St Andrews, but I yeah. played the World Tour Golf at Myrtle Beach where they have all the holes like famous. Uh, and I, yeah, no, but my, um, it's not. It's only like a fifty dollar course. It's nothing. Hey, that's, that's, that's fifty dollars yeah. too much for me. <laughs> hey, same here. <laughs> but uh, I was like afraid of the creek, and I I clubbed up, and I like. <laughs> Why are you afraid of the, of the creek? Just to hit it in there, or just to fall in it? What's well, the there's the there's a front shelf coming off the front of the green. It's the point was, yeah, he did that, but I can't say anything because I hit it over the green. Yeah, so I did yeah, the opposite. Of course, I don't have to take yeah. a penalty stroke for hitting it over the green, but I did not get up and down far. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Tiger, horrible. Awful. Wait, going back to, before we get into Tiger, I want to talk about how horrible Tiger was, the, the, even though it would pain the Tiger fans out there. But uh, look, I understand it. They have six golfers they got in a featured group. They got to fit in their commercial spots. Um, you would think they would find a way to at least to get it balanced and everybody kind of gets a little shine there. But uh, if I were picking out of those six, I have to pick four guys. I'm picking Fitz. I'm picking Tiger Woods. I'm picking Spieth. And I'm picking Rom. They get the majority majority of the TV time there. The majority, yeah, yeah the majority. No, I agree. But like I said, it's yeah. just it's. But no, I get your point. There's only six golfers you have to cover here. Yeah. Well, this thing is, I'm yeah. not even watching feature. The whole point of the featured group is that's what you click on, and when you want to go to the streaming service, which in this case is Peacock Premium, yeah. and you you can stream those groups individually. So usually the TV broadcast, yeah, they're gonna show those guys a little but more. But it's just the, supposed to be just the stream of these yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, Xander Schauffele is on the course. Are we seeing him? No. Yeah. Are yeah. we seeing Dustin Johnson? No. Like, yeah. these guys are legit. But um, moving a little more forward in this, by the way, because we have not read this off, the leaderboard currently is Cameron Young is in first. He is eight under, or he shot eight under, eight birdies, so a perfect scorecard and the fact that he did not have a bogey. This is his first ever Open. So this means this is his first ever round at the Open Championship. No excuses, Harold. He shot eight <laughs> under. 
And no one has ever done that before in their first ever career round at the Open Championship. He's amateur, so, isn't he? Uh, no, he is not. He okay. shot a 64, uh, 8 under par. Uh, Roy McIlroy, the tournament favorite, is 600 in second place, two strokes off the lead. And then there is a tie between Robert Dinwiddie and Cameron Smith at minus five. There's a handful of players at minus four. One of those that you were referring to was Barclay Brown, who is an amateur. So, there you go. heck of a first round for him to shoot four under 68. He's tied with, um, we're not going to read them all off, but Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, Lee Westwood, Victor Hovland. There's a few other guys at four under. So, uh, heck of a round for that young man. But uh, Cameron Young is the guy that is up front right now. Who? Um, exactly. The, um, Cameron Smith? Open, open ch- no, he's, he's in third. He's having, okay, he's having a good round Cameron's five Cameron's dominating right yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, so... Good news for Cameron Young, I guess. Twice this tournament at the old course has been led wire to wire. Bobby Jones did it and Tiger Woods did it. Bad news is you got to do something that only Bobby Jones and Tiger Woods have done to win this thing. So, um, well, I guess he didn't have to lead it wire to wire in order to win it, but uh, it's actually happened seven times total at the Open Championship, like I said, twice at the old course. So, Bad news, Barclay Brown. I'm declaring him that. Barclay, bad news, Brown. I like that name for him. No, Dude, no, not bad news for him. I was talking about for Cameron. No, nah, I'm just saying oh. that that's his nickname. Oh, it's bad news when Barclay Brown's around because he's going to dominate. Oh, okay, Moving we'll on. see. The amateur, the hot we'll amateur. See. Moving on to Tiger. Tough, tough scene from the get go for Tiger. Just didn't have his stuff today. Um, carding over six over seventy eight, leaving him well outside the cut for day one. He's tied for a hundred and forty six on the board from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, it, they're the same. I mean, a guy can barely putt, you know, his yeah, back's so messed up. The great thing is what I saw at a Tiger, he, I think he has he a new perspective. He showed flashes? Well, he showed flashes. He's got a new perspective on life, yeah. I can tell, and on the game. And he So he did not have a birdie until the ninth hole, yeah, and three. he finally birdies the ninth, Yep. and everybody's going nuts. You know, Tiger birdied. And just the smile he gives towards the crowd, the nod. You could tell he was having fun. Yeah. So I like that he's out there, that he's having fun, that he's enjoying it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this I think his career competitively at least is over, which is sad that it had to come to an end the way it did, uh, whether you like Tiger or not, the fact that there's been he so many injuries. Sun, yeah, he did. He when definitely thought did. he was well past his prom. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. 27, was it 2017, 2018 yeah. Masters, obviously, yeah. was a – Huge one, so uh, we got to get to he's a, still the greatest ever. Yeah, well, some people would say some people would say Jack is. So well, he's the greatest. I, he's one of the biggest figures in sports history. Yeah, he ever. definitely put. He's the most important golfer ever. He really put it on the map. But uh, HV three, if you want to watch him tomorrow, you're going to be watching him with your morning coffee. He tees off at five oh nine a.m. here on the East Coast. By the way, I did not realize this tournament. I guess they don't do the teeing off on the back thing. The first group teed off. At 6.35 local time. Those guys had to be up at like 4 a.m. Dude, did they tee off at 1? I saw the first group tee off at 1.35 this morning. I was still up when the first group teed off. There you go. That's that's insane. Normally like the first group tee off at like 8, 8.15. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a little too much for me there. Uh, uh, B-Baby is asleep during that time after a rough night out. Oh, okay. You're having a rough night out? No, I didn't have a rough night. You probably had more of a rough night out than I did. I had like one sub-crush. Yeah, Yeah, I think I played a game or something. Hey, that'll get you, though. One sub crush, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm not no lightweight like DJC squared over there. It's true, it's true. He loves Trulies. Anyways, coming up on the other side of this quick timeout, we'll wrap it up.
here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And Pirates. Oh, there. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Chico's! Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesday means all Mexican imports for just $2.75. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican restaurant in downtown greenville and online at chico's restaurant.com chico's where the fiesta never ends it's time to travel again and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from pitt greenville airport reservations are available now at aa.com whether you're flying for business or leisure pitt greenville airport and american airlines can get you to charlotte and then anywhere on the map you can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security for your next trip check out the great rates offered at aa.com and support your local pitt greenville airport if you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments then, pain meds, steroids, and then surgery, right? It's Patrick Johnson here. I've got great news. There's now a better way, and it's right here from local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the national leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, they're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. Nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Connects regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you a quality of life that you deserve. So call now and schedule your free consultation. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Lynn Sugg, Justin Batts, or Austin Shackelford today. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Lynn Sugg, Justin Batts, or Austin Shackelford today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville at 252-756-3165. That's 252 on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. EJC Squared loves this. This, is this is, should be your walkout music. Oh yeah, it should, right? Yeah. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show, B-Baby. Ben Barham here, filling in for the P-Man, Phil the Ref Pilkington, right across from me. And a quick update from the Open Championship. What's going on with Phil? I didn't even realize Phil was playing. Yeah, I, I, I botched this because he teed off at like 2.30 in the morning our time, so I didn't even really think to bring it up. He uh, he shot even. 
So not bad for Lefty. Hey, good for old Lefty. Yeah. I like Phil. I've, three birdies. Phil's grown on me. Three birdies, three bogeys. He shot 35 on the front with just one bird. And then a very loud scorecard to start the back. Went bogey, bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie. Oh, and then on, parred dude. the last four holes for a 37 on the way back in and a 72 even par for there the we opening go. round. I'm pulling for old lefty there, especially this whole live golf stuff and everybody getting up in arms about it. Hey, Phil's just getting that money, baby. Anyways, quick news, quick update. Tar Heel wins the NC 8-10 to year old state tournament. They defeated Myers Park Trinity Little League 4-3 to in walk-off fashion at Elm Street Park. They went undefeated in the tournament. Wins over Winston-Salem National Little League, Henderson County Little League, Wilson City Little League, and Myers Park, obviously. Congratulations to those boys. I anticipate a fun pizza party at Sawyer's Fun Park here soon in their future. In the meantime, tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show, Chip Patterson from CBS Sports. What to make from college football conference realignment. All that and a lot of fun on a free ball Friday coming your way. Or a Thursday. What is it? Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know what day it is. Either way, that's coming your way tomorrow right here on the flagship station ECU Pirates 94 through the game on the Patrick Johnson Show. Tim Sutton with Greenville Auto World. When it comes to vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. It's hard to find a reliable and honest auto repair shop. That's where we come in. Greenville Auto World with a commitment to providing our customers with honest quality service at reasonable prices. Greenville Auto World has one of the most state-of-the-art repair facilities available in eastern North Carolina. Our technology, education, expertise provides you with the best care imaginable. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World.